Little mice fell in a bucket of cream. The first mouse quickly gave up and drowned. The second mouse wouldn't quit. He struggled so hard that eventually he turned that cream into butter and crawled out. Gentlemen, as of this moment, I am that second mouse. <laughs> It's amazing. He's talking about motorcycle insurance. Now let's start the show. Step Welcome back, folks. Hope y'all are doing well. Sorry for the long break, but not sorry. I'm not sorry at all, actually, and you should be thanking us for your, for our presence. So. Yeah, frankly, I'm not apologizing anymore. No. Like, this is... Magic. You know, I, I am breaking my silence, and um, I will not apologize any longer yeah. for things. So, welcome back, folks. Um, Tom and LibCrusher69, a.k.a. Q, are here, and... No, just LibCrusher69. Just LibCrusher69. What was yeah. I thinking? Um yeah. Here to get back into all of the goofiest shit that we missed for the last like four or five weeks. Um, as you can see, our co-host Gatto is not here. Things have um, they've taken a turn for the worse for him, and we're really concerned right now. Um, I received a phone call last night from um, somebody who works at Netflix, and apparently um, Gatto was arrested and sent to Alcatraz for accidentally unplugging the Wi-Fi router at the Netflix headquarters. Um, this happened Sunday night, and apparently the incident caused the live airing of the reality show Love is Blind to be interrupted that Sunday night. Obviously, people were really, really interested in seeing it, and it, it provided a lot of issues for that. Um, you know... He, he did it unknowingly. Um, he was trying to navigate the premises, obviously trying to do his job in solving world hunger. Um, apparently, Nick Lachey threatened his life. Um, he said, quote, I'm going to stab you, motherfucker. Again, allegedly. Allegedly. Tom, Tom, did he also say, I'm going to make sure your body goes under, under 98 degrees? Allegedly. 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 Um, so Gatto has been placed in protective custody at Alcatraz, um, to ensure his safety until his military trial could take place. However, it is worth noting that no official statement has been released from Lachey or his representatives. Again, this is an alleged incident. Um, we don't know if it happened or not. Gatto faces a military trial for his actions where if found guilty, he will be subjected to an unusual punishment. So, um, he'll be forced to tell our Lord and Savior, Elon Musk, Tesla and SpaceX CEO and Twitter overlord um, that he's got a strong meme game for the rest of his life or until the 10 years is up. I've, I've heard that they're going to rescind the Eighth Amendment just for Gatto specifically. Yeah, I've, I've been told that, too. The Gang of Eight has convened and I think it's going to be a green light. Um, I will say, though, the decision to hold a military trial at the the nature 
um, has been, you know, it's been concerning um, and some questions about the severity of the incident and the implications for his freedom of speech and expression. Um, we are hoping for the best for him. Um, we are rooting for him, but also. I'm actually you know, kind of glad that he's being brought to justice. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a huge Nick Lachey fan, but I could certainly empathize. Um, I don't know if I would, you know, threaten to put him below 98 degrees. Um, is he even in 98 degrees? He was. Okay. Um, he oh, was. Good. Go, go me then. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> Getting all of your mid to late 90s uh, boy band group members on track. A lot of useless information in my head. Not a lot of useful information. So, Well, that happens when you have a birthday. So I want to get into this a little bit. Q you, would, has, you would want to. Yo, I'm going to. And I'm not asking for permission and I'm not apologizing. MAGA. <laughs> um, Q turned 35 yesterday. So everyone give him a round of applause. Congratulations. I'm the only one. It's fitting for your 35th birthday. And I wanted to get into because my 35th birthday is like a month from two days ago from now. Dude, getting old is fucking weird. Yeah. Because I don't feel 35. I feel like I'm 26. Yeah. I still have the brain of an 18-year-old. Yeah, for sure. So what did you do for your 35th birthday? You do anything fun? Granted, it was a Monday, so there's not a whole lot of options out there. Yeah, I feel like my birthday like never ends up on a Friday or Saturday. Like it just it's just so rare. Um went out to dinner, kind of low-key. Um I did something like a month ago. My cousin's birthday is kind of very close. Uh, so we kind of did like a whole thing uh, in the city like a month ago. So that's kind of like the, the uh, you know, the actual celebration. Uh, but no, yeah, you know, I just wallowed and um, watched old Trump uh, rallies and just getting ready for 2024, baby. You watching old Trump rallies. Yeah, man. The, the classics, the YMCA, the Obama. Um, Anonymous. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So, what do what do old people like us do now? Like for birthdays, what is I, the appropriate thing to do? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm I'm not someone who subscribes to the idea that like we're gonna do a night out and like drink all night. Like no, like you're not signing me up for that. Um, dinner. Soft. I feel like dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink on my own goddamn accord, okay? Um, I feel like dinner is, like, the appropriate thing now. Like, a nice dinner. Like, get dressed up. Not going to fucking TGI Fridays and getting half-priced apps. It's like, like a nice dinner. Yeah. So what constitutes a nice dinner for you, though? Like, what's the location that you're looking at? Where did you go? Um, I went to a – the name escapes me, so I'm going to have to Google it. Uh, because it's a Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, okay. Uh, Fogo de Chao. All right. You like it? My favorite, my favorite supporter, Fogo de Chao. <laughs> <laughs> love um, the Brazilians. Love them. The, oh, they love me so much. Um, you go to Brazil and they're like, <laughs> he's the greatest. <laughs> my favorite supporter, Fogo de Chao. 
<laughs> They're always um, like, he never stops. He always loves it. <laughs> he never says no to the Brazilian steakhouse. Um, yeah, it's one of those places. <laughs> I've never been to one of those places where it's like you have a card and you turn it over and they just pretty much come and they're like, you want this? You want and like it's nonstop until you tell them to stop. You fucking hungry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had this uh bacon wrapped steak, which was like orgasm. Um you don't skewers, that's right. Uh they had this uh Parmesan pork, which was just like crazy. So really, really good. Nice. But uh as far as like I, I think something like like something you get dressed up for. You okay. Know? Like it could be like a it could it doesn't have to be something expensive. It's just like something like, you know, nice. You see, I might be a different of a different frame of mind here. Honestly, like on my birthday, I don't want to be bothered by anybody. Yeah. And oh, I'm like, I'm that way too. Yeah, like I don't want to be inconvenienced by other people's shit. And yeah. in some cases, like I would rather just like I'd want to get takeout and just go home. Like I don't. I don't want to fuck with anything. I don't want to wait in the line. I just want to do my own things. Um, and I, I agree with you. I'm, I might be a little over like the, the going out and raging component. Those are always fun. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah. I, I just don't think it's like conducive to what I want to do anymore. Like have a hangover the next day, especially like on a Monday, like what am I supposed to do? You know? So it's like, I, I, I think it's cool if you do, like, I, I'm all for, by the way, what you're saying, like, leave me alone. Let me, like, have my day to do what mm -hmm. I want. I'm going to get fat and, like, eat really good food and watch my favorite movies and shit. Um, I'm, all, I'm all for that. I've actually typically worked on most of my birthdays yeah. because, like, they're usually during the, the beginning of the week. Uh, Gatto's in fucking Prison. San Quentin. Yeah, he's in San Quentin right now. So, like, you know, I've been, like, he's not even here to hang out or anything. So, it's, like... You're in fucking a purple state and a bunch of a bunch of libs in your neighborhood, and you know, so it's like hey, it's it's not a lot to do around here. So, um, but I, I like a dinner. Like I think it's I think it's kind of fun. But like at the same time, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with just being like leave the fuck alone. Yeah, I think One Nasty Nate has beer. Yep. Yeah, I think Nasty Nate has a pretty good understanding of kind of the the mid middle age i don't even think we're middle age but like no like shut your fucking whore mouth with that <laughs> I, I i am so sorry <laughs> but i think like the mid 30s like you know i want to chill i want to drink some good beer yeah i don't want to worry about anything yeah because the last thing you want to do is get out there and like you have a hangover that lasts for three fucking days and it's Tuesday yeah. in your case, that's not ideal. And you don't want to feel like shit for the rest of the week. Cause the week already makes you feel like shit. Yeah. No, it, I, I think, I think there is like, I mean, again, it's up to everybody. Like I have a friend who is still to this day does like a birthday weekend. I can granted. Well, granted it's because he has friends in different areas. So He'll do like one thing on a Friday for like people where he's originally from, which is a little further hard for some people to commute to. Then he'll do something else more local and everything like that. So like that I get, but it's like that seems like hell trying to plan. Like, like that's another thing. Like I agree with you. Like trying to essentially um, get everybody on the same page, like it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. 
and yeah. like all everybody like there's always going to be one person that's not um not going to be available on that day but it's your birthday so you can kind of just be like you're either going to be there or not so yeah and i think we're past the age of having to coordinate all that stuff like if you want to be there then come if you don't then i'll see you when i see you yeah i think it's just yeah i think that's just kind of maturity and how it comes like i'm i'm less willing to put up with people's bullshit um and i'm more comfortable being okay with like what I'm doing rather than what other people want me to do. For sure. Yeah. I, I, again, it is our day. So it is like, it should be what you want. It shouldn't be like catering to everyone. I think that's the one thing that like happens when you hit 30 is that you feel less inclined to cater to other people on your birthday. You're just, I'd agree with that. It's my fucking day. Yeah. Um, any big plans for 35, anything fun that you want to do, any life changing things you want to do? Like, uh, I don't know. Um, I haven't really given it much thought because like, I've been kind of like, I, funny enough, I like kind of was forgetting that it was my birthday coming up and I, it's mainly because I don't, I'm not really the biggest birthday guy. Um, it's not really that important to me. And honestly, like it was when I was 21 because I'm like, yeah, now I get to go fucking drink. And it's like, then I tell myself, I'm like, I've been drinking my entire, like since I'm 16. Yeah. So it's like, it's just buying it. Now I have to pay for it. And it's like, twice the price of like just buying a six pack and now other people are going to bother you to buy them beer yeah exactly yeah so it was uh it was it was kind of like a okay this is cool but not really at the same time um no i i I don't i don't i don't know i would have to think about that but like i'm pretty content with where i'm going right now and uh but yeah no but just continue to you know lose the weight be a better person and you know get gain more perspective be be wiser what about if you did other things though? Like instead of being a better person, you were in fact a worse person. Like what about if you set your your aim to that and said like, you know what I'm going to do this year? I'm going to be a meaner person to everybody. I am going to steal shit from the break room at work and not like snacks, but like appliances mm. and like, you know, the things at work that people are like, yo, you can't take that. <laughs> Like the ice machine, like I'm taking this because it's fuck. I'm taking it. Or you have like a duffel bag and you fill it with ice and you leave. <laughs> I'm turning 35 and I'm gonna make it everybody else's problem. Yeah, I mean, you just take all the like the ink toner out of the printers at work. <laughs> like the shit that people are like, why are you taking that? That's not because yours. I fucking thing. can. Because <laughs> I can't stop me, Janet. What are you, 24? You're gonna I'm fucking 35. <laughs> You're going to stop me, Miranda? No. Look at me. I'm not even wearing a tie. <laughs> Imagine if yeah. I was wearing like just a tie instead of like a, a shirt. Like I actually just had like just a tie on. And pants, right? Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. Is it fucking Friday? Because if not, it's casual Friday. Yeah. I mean, you're wearing like the Knicks starters, like button-up pants. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, are we going to talk about these New York Knicks? Um, I don't want to jinx it because they play tonight. And mm. I feel like if we if we get into that, it might be a problem. Um, if you all excuse me, I actually need to press pause real quick, if that's okay. We will be right back. 
All right. My apologies for that one. Um, when you see a random animal running around in your front yard. That's not good. Not for me, no. Um, so I needed to make sure that somebody was coming to collect their animal. Was it a squirrel? No, it was a big-ass dog. <laughs> nice. And I'm not cleaning up after it either. That's not <laughs> mine. <laughs> so we have stealing the ink printer toner. Mm-hmm. Um, probably taking a computer monitor with you. Yeah. Or at least all of the HDMI cables. Those are worth wall. them. I'm just yeah. going to like start to stealing like the copper cable out, out of the walls and shit. Yeah. And just start selling it. You know what also be really good too? Because today is tax day, right? Mm. Just don't file. Yeah. Oh, I, I, don't, I, I don't file anyway. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> this is all satire. Yes. The IRS is listening. I yeah. pay my taxes. We're 69% government funded. Oh, banger by Elon. Yeah, king of comedy. Fucking child. Um, well, all 69, that... six. I know, he's a fucking dweeb. But all that to be said, Q, congratulations on turning 35. Another mm-hmm. trip around the sun. Another day of having to pay for shit coffee from 7-Eleven. And we okay. wish you the all best. All right, hold on. I'm not going to let that slide because 7-Eleven makes a quality product, Okay. Yes, they make they make they make good product. They don't make good coffee. Do you think Dunkin' Donuts is like going and picking co- co- coffee beans out and like, you know? Do you think Dunkin' Donuts is doing that? You think I like Dunkin' Donuts? You look like a Dunkin' Donuts guy. You look like you run on Dunkin'. Yeah, that shit is swill. All right, so you don't like Seven Eleven. You don't like Dunkin'. You're going to like name some fucking North Carolina like, oh, I go fucking like, go to the stop and the come and go. And I like, go get the fucking regular Arabica beans and they're fucking fresh every single time. Like, not at all, sir. Not at all. What I do is I prefer I buy it from the fucking store and I put it in my coffee maker. Here we go. Here we go. I, I'm not trying to say like I am holier than thou. But I'm saying I am though. Not at all. Because I want the coffee to taste good. I also don't want to wait in fucking line for the people. I'm always the person who's at the back of the line and the line is like 25 people deep. And Where everyone are you going? Every coffee shop in a major area. I've never, I've never waited more than five minutes for coffee in my time. Because you get your coffee from 7-Eleven. I go everywhere, Thomas. <laughs> I go to... <laughs> Regular place. There's a coffee. There's like a like a like a regular coffee house near by me. I go there sometimes. That's a drug front. You're the only person that goes yeah. there. <laughs> Where do you think I get my shit from, Tom? Come on. Your product. Where do you think you get your product <laughs> from? Allegedly. 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 Not satire. <laughs> satire. Um. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Hey, thank you. Because like honestly. You're not waiting in line. You're still waiting in line, Tom, because you're going to buy the beans. And guess what? You don't get a fresh cup of coffee when you when you buy the beans. I literally so, come back to my house and make it. Yeah, congratulations on waiting for your coffee. Like, congratulations. You just you're still waiting in line. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
Well, well, well. It, it looks like we have a. It doesn't look like San Quentin. No, that that is not the Alcatraz that I remember from The Rock. I think he's frozen. Dotto, if you are being tortured by Ginny Thomas again, bark twice. All right, so he's definitely in prison because, like, the Wi-Fi is shit. Yeah, he's trying to communicate with us via Morse code. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Sounds like is, – is, did Timmy fall down the well? SOS Titanic? <laughs> I like to date men. Elon Musk is the mean lord. That can't be him. Unless <laughs> no, the brainwashing him. has worked. <laughs> so, Gato, until you get your shit figured out, I'm going to go ahead and, and drop you out of this. Um, nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> and they take him back to the torture chamber. <laughs> Just for that, you get an extra, extra waterboarding. Yep. They're going to waterboard you with hot, fresh coffee from 7-Eleven, our new sponsor today. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's like, back. Like a fresh cup of coffee? Do you also want it waterboarded? 7 Seven Eleven today. Have you thought about being tortured while going to fill up your tank? <laughs> <laughs> come get the coffee. You mock coffee. me like this? I come here and you mock me like this. Um, welcome back. Hey, man. How's prison? I am not in prison, people. Well, I am in the live stronghold of Tom DeRoma's state. Use a government name. North Carolina. Oof. Raise up. Where the traffic patterns make no sense and you drive as if you're going to kill somebody all the time. Welcome to the Capitol, Gatto. Just straight stalking. All right. People don't drive here, they stalk. Well, Gato, welcome back. We're glad to see you here again. <laughs> How goes it, sir? I have a wedgie. Noted. <laughs> well, are you going to be here for the long haul, or is this only your, like, one-hour exercise break before they throw you back in the cell? He's on you that Hannibal stop with this, okay? He's on that, he's on that Hannibal know. Lecter thing where they let him walk around, but they keep him on a leash. <laughs> so I'm leaving I'm leaving DC. I'm on I'm in Reagan Airport. Right. right? Now? There you go no, again, got No, not right now. Why this is a land, story. Right? This this comes this comes like a week or two after your whole like Gitmo no. like no. Gitmo fantasy. Allegedly. <laughs> and so I I have I have uh TSA pre, right? One percenter. And um, yeah, I'm very elite. I'm 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 elite as fuck. And I'm trying to get through security. And I get on the line. They deny me. They say, "We're sorry, we don't have you registered here. You got to go back to the ticket booth. Get them to put the TSA pre onto your um your itinerary or whatever, and then come back see us again." I do this again, not working. Nothing. I, I wait. Do it again. Finally, I've gotten some passive-aggressive shit from this guy because I'm like, your system sucks. Do you not see that I have this? It's all here. 
Like it's very obvious. It's on my boarding pass. I don't understand why there's a problem. It's not coming up in our database, sir. You need to step aside. Blah blah. blah. I was like, shut up, you fucking whatever. I'm not gonna go. All right, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you. For hold a on. I'm hold on. Just for just for a second. Just for a second. Because nope. it feels nope. like it has less to do with this and more to do with you kind of mouthing at a TSA agent that he's like, you know, I'm gonna be petty. I'm gonna take you out. Nope, because I tried the reasonable route and he was just like not having it. And I'm like, look, we tried this. I've been through here three times. I wouldn't try this if it wasn't. You're going to make me stand on the fucking the line with the pores. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Gatto, I know exactly what the happened. The normies? You're going to put me with the normies? Gatto, I know exactly what happened to you. And I can explain what you did wrong with TSA PreCheck. The problem that you had is that you did not put your middle name on your uh, flight reservation and TSA pre-check goes off of your known travel number. False, because I booked through the app, which automatically updates and adds my TSA pre-number to matter. my bookings. Doesn't matter. And you my name, name and everything you stays put, the same. You did so, not so, put right, Anthony so Action Jackson G. Ooh. Not it. And right, so, it's really right, weird because it never matches because my, my middle name is longer than the amount of space they give. What is your middle name, Gato? What's your social? And uh, what Nick high school did you go to? It's, uh, oh, well, I don't tell name? people because it's Vistachius. But you know the guy that the the guy that got in trouble in uh, South Africa for shooting his girlfriend. It's the same. Pistorius. Pistorius. Oh, really? Yeah, that's my middle name. Anthony Pistorius Gato. Pistorius. That's pretty. It's Pistorius. How I got Pistorius, but. Now, Gato, when you got brought in, when you got brought in from the TSA, did they ask you? Did they ask you if you know Lib Crusher sixty nine? They they said, "Do you have any affiliation with these two individuals?" They showed pictures of you both, and I said, "No, never seen them in my life." But I'll tell you what: they both have faces I would love to punch. Those Ooh. phenotypes are just they're they're ones that incite anger in me. I gotta tell I gotta interrupt and tell great Gatto Gatto's the king of phenotypes. I, the funniest story ever is we used to go to the gym back in the day. This was like the old ultimate fitness out here. Great gym. And there was this guy who walked around and I I, I think it's because he kind of looked like your dad. <laughs> he walked past he's like this kind of like stocky dude who's kind of walking around like this, and he's got like a bald, really bald head. I had hair at this point. Um, you had flowing Gato, locks at Gato this point just, that you used to just fill with yeah. gotta be glue and then stick them up like That's unicorn right, horns. That's right, baby. You look um, like a Guido Hellraiser. I was a, I was a total Guido Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> you open the box. Of take the Jaeger bomb inside. And take the bomb inside. It was it was great though because like this guy walks past. Damn right, never Nate. seen. He did nothing wrong, by the way. This guy just walks past like very normal, and Gatto just gives him the fucking dirtiest look. Now he's not. He didn't see it, but he's just like, <sighs> I'm like, what? I'm like, you know that guy? And he's like, no, I don't like his fucking phenotype. <laughs> and like I guarantee that guy's a fucking asshole. Listen. Deeply ingrained in my head now that he looked exactly like your dad. So I'm like, (laughs) I don't think this is true, but no, no, I I truly believe deep down ingrained into my ancient DNA, like his tribe and my tribe at some point in their, in their little Mediterranean huts or something had some (laughs) beef. And this is just, 
something you that, that, fresh that, that that I'm just like he is enemy, and I don't know why. I couldn't find over that fresh I mean, he he seemed like he he was probably an Italian dude, right? You'd say he was Italian, know. or maybe maybe Germanic of some sort. Yeah, probably German. Yeah, he had one of those, you know, things going on. Phenotypes. But his phenotype just alluded to needing the hardest fist through his nose. It was just it pure. Took, it was just pure rational, like irrational hatred, and I was like, I was totally there for it. You know, to this day, I can't tell you why I sometimes want to hit some people, but it, I do. And you're wondering why you got ta- got taken away from the TSA line, Gato? Here's and now here's the thing, right? Um, I'm. I'm now standing in line with the uh, common folk, and it's taking fucking ages because I believe they call. I'm sure everybody there has probably flown at least twice. It's like new rules for each of them every time they fucking do this. It's like nothing has changed since like 2005, but they still think that like it's a new fucking set of rules. Like they have to ask every question. Like, do I have to take my laptop out? Do I have to take my toiletries out? Can I leave my jacket on? Can I keep my shoes on? No, asshole. You don't have TSA pre. You do all the things. You do all the fucking things. Bernie Sanders would not approve of this conversation, by the way, Gatto. Listen, I don't care. I'm not. I'm in Carolina. I'm allowed to be, like, an egregious douche. All right? I'm allowed to. You are now now socially liberal, fiscally conservative. Welcome to the state. (laughs) And I am morally bankrupt, so it's a dangerous combination. Gatto's voted for Justin Amash in 2024. I don't know who that is, but yeah, he's got my vote because his name sounds like fromage, and I love cheese. He's trying to blame both sides. Yes. This This is a problem on both sides. (laughs) We need to break this two-party stranglehold on on our country. Yeah, this two-party stranglehold on TSA pre-check and steerage (laughs) check-in. So... Now here I am. I finally get to how have you not been teased yet? So I finally get to the point, and I'm I'm at this point. My my mood is just fucking shit because it's five something in the morning, and I'm just fucking aggressive. And they, you know, they make you do the pose in the fucking giant fucking bubble or semicircle, whatever. And uh, they they take a picture of your innards, whatever. That little little thing that makes me look very flattering because it's like the anatomical like male or whatever it just lit up fucking orange like I was just strapped with contraband my man so, had that thang on him going to it, the and the best part is it's like from my chest down but then it's also like my right like the inner right thigh to my knee right like the whole spot right there mm. And the dude looks at me and he's like, you're not going to like this. And <laughs> fucking exactly he, what you he puts on, on the gloves and he's just like, all right, sir. And he goes through the whole speech like, I'm going to have to perform a, a search on you. Um, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, whatever. I'm just like, go, dude. It's nice getting to know you this early in the morning. And <laughs> fucking, I mean, every... Every part of me went touched. There's not a part of me that was not sullied by this guy. Um, you are no longer. You are no longer a. You can no longer wear white on your wedding. Pretty much, you're saying. 
Uh, yeah, no, not at all. Um, I just, it was a lot. It was a lot for a fucking like Thursday morning or Friday morning. Um, trying to get the hell out of DC. <laughs> oh my god! This story is so on brand for you, though. Yeah, it really is. Because like I've never had that issue. I'm sure Tom has never had that issue. But like, I can imagine Gatto like five in the morning just being super aggro, and the guy's like, "You know what? It's five a.m. for me too, buddy. Like, I'm gonna fucking make your day shit." I mean, he did the he did the whole thing. Like, you know, like the. The Did Britney they put like Spears, the, the cow you know, like the DMA, the famous DMA, all the way up your arm. <laughs> you know, like you know the whole the famous like Britney Spears VMA, like I'm a slave for you, and they like the the dancers around her are kind of like moving around her her body shape, and at the very end, like the one the one dancer like throws her throws his hand up around her leg, like that was that dude from behind checking me out, like. Making sure I wasn't like, you know, perpetrating something that I definitely was not. I was just trying to get on this fucking plane. Did you uh, steal ink toner from the place you were at? Is that what you were Dude, writing? they did the hand swipe. They did the hand swipe too. So after they checked me completely, they were like, we still got to check to make sure your hands don't have material on them. And I'm like, come on. You fucking know they don't. They know you don't. You know they don't. Though it wasn't in my favor that I was wearing a Toronto Blue Jays hoodie. So you were in DC. I'm surprised they even noticed it. So that's fair. And they're, they're, typically, that's actually probably the best thing you could wear because, like, you wear something irrelevant and they usually will leave you alone. Toronto yeah. Blue Jays are probably they're like, oh, he's a loser. And he probably says a boot funny. That's right, Blue Jays coming after you. They're coming after you. He loves his cheese curds. And oh, fries. oh man, I love cheese curds. Poutine. I want you know. I want to start. Are, a you brand. are practically Canadian. I want to start a brand of high protein poutine, and I think it would do really well in the keto market. Why think do you, so. don't say this on a podcast? Because then someone's going to beat you to market. Too late. They probably already did. That's <laughs> All right, so Gatto, since you're here, NFL draft next week, okay? Yeah, I don't know shit about what's going on with this thing. You know who they talk a lot about Anthony Richardson, so let's start there. Well, well, the main question I had is C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State, was slated to be the number one, like number one pick. Everyone kind of saying it. They caught Josh McCown on a hot mic, by the way, uh, talking to C.J. Stroud at his pro day, saying they don't have that back, by the way. Did they really? Because they he said once you move to uh, Charlotte, we'll have to find you. Like I think like a tennis court or something. Um, so basically, like I, I think he was like they were talking about something like that. And he goes, "Well, when you're living in Charlotte, we'll have to find that for you." So everyone kind of just assumed he was the betting favorite. That has now shifted. The betting favorite in Vegas is Bryce Young. Bryce Young, by the way, canceled all his visits uh, that he had remaining. So the only official visits he had are Carolina Panthers and Houston Texans, one and two. Seems like Bryce Young's going number one. How do you feel about because like Bryce Young, 5'10, 185? About maybe like I think he maybe listed a little bit more at the combine. Tom, do you 
Um, no, I feel like whenever there's a combine thing, the, the heights and weights, the weights go up and the heights go down. Yeah. But like, I, well, that's the thing though, because like, that means like they're cooking the books, which I don't feel like they, they're going to do. Okay. So five ten two oh four he weighed in at, which by the way, is the same as, uh, I don't Kyler believe Murray. that. I don't believe that. So five ten, five ten, and an eighth is what he. Yes, two hundred four. Hand size is fine. Arm length is fine. So like, doesn't seem like out of like he's in the low percentile, but it's not that bad. It's not like he has like eight inch hands or something. Um, but he's the same size as Kyler, but like noticeably slimmer, and like doesn't like Kyler at least has like looks muscle tone to him. Is that a guy that like? I mean, he's he. You know, somebody compared him to Steph Curry. Like he's like the he's the Steph Curry of football, and actually, I kind of agree with that. He's pretty masterful, and like he is kind of a mini Mahomes in that sense. That his his creativity is very good. But like, this is the guy you just gave up multiple picks for. Would you take Bryce Young number one? No, dude. He just needs to get hit once, and it's over. Yeah, it it's hard, man, because his tape is so good. I think it's um, also important to note, too, that Kyler Murray is also out for a majority of next year with an ACL tear. That was a non-contact, though. That was a non-contact. True. Which is kind of random. True. He, he, he literally was running, planted, and went down. So it wasn't like he got crushed by a 300-pound defensive tackle. Okay, that could happen fair to enough. anybody. I here's my take. Doesn't it's, happen to anybody. It, it does. I mean, it happened to Deshaun. Yeah, Watson. The NFL. <laughs> it happened. It happened to Deshaun Watson in practice. So that was a ploy to get more that. massages, and you know that. All the massages. So, so just here's touch my, it. Just touch it. Here's my take on Bryce Young. I think that he's an incredibly talented player. Yep. He's very intelligent. The guys are the the scouts and the GMs are certainly impressed with how he interviews and how he does the film sessions. I am still very, very, very nervous about putting my franchise into a guy who is going to be demonstrably smaller than other people on the field. And I know that they can run everything in shotgun and it solves that problem of having to look over defenders, but it still doesn't solve the problem of having to throw over defenders either. And then ultimately, like, what happens when he takes his first hit? Like, he can he can run a career like Tom Brady where he managed to play so long and not have a lot of significantly big hits. But I don't know, man. That that number is is really, really low for me. So, so Tom, does it not give you any comfort that he played in the SEC South? He played at Alabama. Like, going against Clemson, going against Georgia – Going against guys who are playing in, like, who are going, like, you know, he went against Jalen Carter. Like, you know, he's going to play against guys who are going to be playing in the NFL and he's been hit before. So it's like, do, does it really, and, and like, there are ways around like the height thing. Like, there are, ro- there, there are offensive schemes, like, kind of what they do with Kyler and what they were doing with Russell Wilson a lot in his, early in his career, which is a lot of like design rollouts and like throwing on the run, which, by the way, he does masterfully. So, like, do you think there's an, like, I mean, again, he's not going to be Tom Brady where he's just going to drop back 50 times and throw the ball. 
like they're gonna have to make things creative but like they can do things in that sense that make it worth their while to take a guy like that and i'm what i'm gonna ask a god i will go to you next but i also want to know who you would take instead so god do you want to take that or do you want me to go you you could go first. Yeah, fin- finish up. Finish, finish up your. So, finish it up your. Finish it up. So I think there's a. Make it snappy. Yeah, I think there's a. <laughs> don't worry, Fuck I'll be it. the THA pre-check line of responses. There you go. Perfect. Um, you know, I'm going to give you some passive aggressiveness right now. You have no experience in that. Um, <laughs> sure, I don't. So huh. I think the difference is though is that not every game was against Clemson. Not every game was against the University of Florida. Not every game was against LSU. Alabama sure. also played a lot of cupcakes and you also have to consider that not everybody on an SEC roster is going to play in the NFL. However, everybody who is in the NFL was a star on their team and you have physical specimens in the SEC. You have worldly physical specimens in the NFL. I mean, do you want to see what happens when Bryce Young takes a hit against Miles Garrett or TJ Watt or some of those guys? I mean, I do want yeah. to point out though that I could be wrong. Trust we'll, me. Well, I, let's let's talk about let's talk about top teams, right? So he went against Kansas State in the sh- in in um, not I a top team, number nine in the country. They went on a run. They're F- I know. Of- 15 of 21, 321, five touchdowns, no picks. Then you have Ole Miss, 21 of 33, 209, three touchdowns, no picks. LSU, 25 of 51, one touchdown, one interception, arguably the worst. Tennessee was six. Uh, he went 35 of 52 for 455 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Mississippi State, which was 24th in the country, 21 of 35, 249, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So against ranked schools, um, he – he did pretty damn good. I'm not questioning his ability to play at the college level. I am concerned of how the size translates to a game that's significantly bigger and faster yeah. and has exposed larger quarterbacks. Um, I I could be wrong. I, I do want to preface. like I, I hope that he gets in the league and is does well. I hope he has a 15-year career and he's a successful player. And no, he seems like a fantastic. By the way, person. no quarterback weighing less than 207 pounds has ever been a first-round pick in the NFL. I think that's more so just the the league has has adapted or is changing. But I don't you, know. You make a good point though about um, that not every guy on Georgia is going to play in the NFL, and every guy in the NFL is playing in the NFL. Right. So that's a good point. So okay, you're Scott Fritterer, right? You have the number I, one pick. You just traded up. Who are you taking at number one? Honestly, I I think I would go Stroud. And the reason why I go Stroud is because the size doesn't bother me as much. I think he's got a little bit of a higher ceiling. Um, he's played with NFL talent when it comes – like similar to Bryce Young, he's played with that NFL-level talent like – I, I think Stroud, to me, I would sleep better at night taking him, knowing that we're not going to have the same concerns of like height and having to see over the line and things of that nature. Um, I think it's – I'm not taking Anthony Richardson at one. I think that's a pipe dream, and I'm definitely not taking Will Levis, even if I'm like the 20th pick. That, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking Will Levis in the first two rounds. But no, no, no. Unless you no. give me like a bushel of unpeeled – Fucking bananas. If he ends up mm-hmm. slipping to like the end of round three, maybe. 
to go with my fucking pot of coffee. <laughs> okay. Um, so Gato, how do you feel about how do you feel about Bryce Young going to one? That man makes wet. Okay. And I don't know what that means, but it just sounded impactful. All right. I've been watching a lot of early morning ESPN and they like to make these types of statements. And then they defend the weird thing that they just said. And I don't have any. And I don't have any. But I can tell you this. That man is good. He's very good at what he does. Yeah. And I think he it's obvious that he's undersized already in college. Mm -hmm. And I understand that he'll definitely be undersized in the NFL. And I definitely understand that the next level of competition will be significantly greater. They will be significantly faster. They will be significantly stronger, more talented, more seasoned, everything more. But if you were to say, where does he stand out against anybody that he's currently faced he is very untouchable when he's playing and he's got a good arm too like i think that's the underplayed thing too he can sling it i think man's got a cannon william overture cannon all right don't know what that means either don't care i think people forget too that like alabama's a pro style offense so he's making full full reads and, like, for a guy who's not very big, he does not mind sticking in the pocket and taking a hit if he needs to. Like, he'll he'll keep his eyes downfield. Mm-hmm. Um, use, he's got great ability to, like, kind of using, like, manipulation. So, like, his ability to kind of, like, throw people off is – is he, he's, he's super talented, man. I honestly would not be against taking him because you have to take shots, man. Like, honestly, I – go ahead. Yeah. Well – and, and the other thing about it is I think it's – here's the thing. Does that team, if it goes bust on a quarterback, end up being in the top five again next year? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you do then? You just draft another quarterback or you get another piece and you trade for a quarterback yeah. or you do something because you're going to have another draft pick if it doesn't end out. You're going to be at the bottom again. If you're Houston, if you're Carolina, if you're whoever else, you're going to end up back at the bottom. Yeah. I, I do subscribe to that mindset. It's like a pro football focus thing that they said, like, you take a quarterback until you get a quarterback. A quarterback. Yeah. You know, until you get a guy who's in the Mahomes, Josh Allen level. So that's why I will not take Bryce Young number one, though. Tom, okay. I disagree with you. I would take Anthony Richardson number one. Really? Juicy coming from you. Let's be real here for a second. Bryce has limitations, right? Mm -hmm. He is a little bit smaller. You do worry about that. You look at a guy like CJ Stroud, and I love CJ Stroud. He's actually my number one guy overall on a quarterback, but there are limitations to him too. Like, I think he can run, I think he can move outside the pocket. But, like, he hasn't shown that he can do it consistently. He did show it against Michigan um, in the playoffs. But, like, he's more of a touch thrower. He's more of, like, an accurate guy. Like a souped-up Daniel Jones, essentially. Yeah. Like, he's got that ability. But, like, it's just not, like, exactly what you kind of want in a dual-threat guy. So let's enter Anthony Richardson, right? I think when you look at him, a lot of his issues are correctable. 
So I look at like a lot of his accuracy issues. It's footwork. He has kind of sloppy footwork. I think if you put him with a smart person, Frank Reich, who is the Carolina coach, um, they can correct that pretty easily. And like, he just needs to also learn how to like take a little bit off. He's constantly like shotgun throw. He needs to be able to learn how to kind of take some off of that. The ability, though, is just special. At the worst case, Tom, he's Cam Newton. Worst case scenario. And like, which would work well for Carolina. I mean, you look at that ability, like, he's probably going to end up going like four to the Colts, uh, which is perfect for Setchin. But like, if I'm going to take a swing on a guy, I'm taking a swing on a guy who is going to be a potential home run. So it's interesting that you mentioned that. And again, I think we've talked a lot about Anthony Richardson on this show. And I think that we are great name. We are pilled on Anthony Richardson. That's right. They were mentioning this. I don't remember whether it was on Pat McAfee's show or on um, pro football focus, but how does he fail in the NFL? How like, because the, the character questions that some guys have coming in not an issue. Um, are not there. The flaws in his game seem to be ones that are correctable with like, yep. there's clearly a floor to them, but there's also like a really high ceiling with them. Mm-hmm. The question is like, what gets it to the point where people are just like, this guy is not going to be any good. Like, is it, what is going to make him fail? Is it going to be getting to the NFL? Is it going to be the talent? Is it going to be the coaching that's just not able to like work with him? Let, let's, let's be real for a second, Tom. I can see him being a 15 15 rushing touchdown a year type of guy at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like they get into the red zone. He like, good luck trying to fucking stop a six foot four, 240 pound freight train coming at you. Test it out. I don't know if you guys know what the RAS is, the RAS. Um, it is a overall athletic score that is assigned to quarterback prospects using their size relative to the position. He scored a perfect 10. And he's one. He's arguably one of the most athletic quarterbacks that ever came out of, out of this. He, he, I mean, you look, compare him to Cam Newton. It's not even close. So the and he's a good runner too. He's smart. So and yeah, like you said, there's no character concerns. He's actually considered like a very smart, very good kid who's willing to learn. I think he needs seasoning, but I don't think he's going to be a guy that even really needs to sit that long. And, like, yeah, if he can work on his footwork and learn to take some off some throws, like, we've seen there's a difference between guys who can't throw and guys who need, like, coaching. Because I've also seen him make some unbelievably masterful throws that, like, how the fuck did he do that? Do you ever see that pump fake, that fake pump fake that he did? He did, like, a, a full 360 pump, fake pump fake, rolled out and hit the guy perfectly in the back of the end zone. Like, yeah. that is shit you can't teach somebody. And if I'm going to fail, I'd rather fail like swinging for the fences on a quarterback. And like to me, this kind of reminds me of 2018. Like everyone was like Sam Darnold, he's safe, he's reliable, he can run. Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, oh yeah, all these guys. And then Josh Allen, they're like, ah, he's not really a good thrower. He's interesting, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, and all that. But like it feels like we're overthinking it with Anthony Richardson. He just seems like an easy, like just take a chance on the kid. So, although, yeah, he's not my number one quarterback prospect, he's got the easiest 
like highest upside of any guy. And like, because he is a good kid and because he is coachable and everything like that, it's, it's easy. It's an easy answer for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, you've sold me. I, and I think just getting out of the, the old school mentality of like trying to pick somebody who's a safe pick, but mm-hmm. it, again, it's the NFL. And when you pick safe, you're going to probably pick a shitty person. Right. Um, so if Anthony Richardson goes to the Panthers, I'm buying a fucking jersey. Dude, I mean, like it is it is insane to see how he tested out. Because I was also kind of wondering if he was actually gonna do testing. Because like some of the time they like they like they they don't like to because like it can ultimately kind of like if they don't test as well as maybe expected, it kind of hurts their stock. He did not care. He ran a four-four-three at 244 pounds. A 40 and a half inch vertical, which is insane. Yeah. Like he is an ultimate athlete. And like we've seen it. We've seen him in Florida. Like he can he can just barrel over people. So if you're telling me that at worst case he's gonna be Cam Newton and like complicated thrower, maybe not the best arm, you know, like like getting the ball to people, the accuracy may never be great. But I'm not even convinced that he is. Like I never saw Cam Newton make throws like him. The only time I saw Cam Newton make throws like that was like the first three games of his career when right. he started off like throwing like for 400 yards. Yep. And then Ron Rivera's like, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you need to throw for 170 and, you know, have like four touchdowns and they're all like goal line stuffs. And you like, see what, you saw what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts, who like, again, another guy who was like never the great thrower of the football. And you saw what they do in the red zone. They literally just and not have nearly, him. not nearly as athletic as Anthony not even close. So I mean, again, he is just a lump of clay, and like, but like with quarterbacks, you really want to try and take like the best possible case scenario. And like, I mean, I love CJ Shroud. I like yeah. Bryce Young, but it's like, man, he's intriguing. Yeah. I'm willing to take that shot. Gatto thoughts. I mean, what can be said that you guys haven't said already? Um, Who are you taking at number one? I have not really been paying much attention to honestly, honestly, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I really haven't. I, I just the conversation is constantly basically the three the three quarterback situation. I don't think I've heard much besides a special story here or there about a. There was a tackle or a guard that's likely to go pretty high. And Will Anderson from Alabama. He's the only one. Will Anderson from Alabama. He's the only one that people are talking about. The Texans might draft him, but they're high on drugs. No, I don't believe that for a second, by the way. Um, I don't believe it for a second. Because they're, they're not getting anybody at 12, and they're not sticking with what's-his-fucking-face for another year. Um, no. Will Levis, Will Levis is the only one I don't get. Um, I don't get. I, I don't get it. Um, like I, everyone's been comparing him to Josh Allen, and I don't see it. Um, especially this year, he's a tough kid. I give him credit. He he kind of dealt with a lot of shit this year, and he lost a lot of people. But like, I I just don't see anything special with him. Um, and like they compare on NFL.com, they compare him to Jay Cutler. 
And I actually think that's kind of a good comparison mm. because like there's so many times where you're like, oh, that was an amazing throw. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, what the hell was that? Like, he's just so scattered. And he's, like, again, smart, smart kid, good kid, all that. But like, I, I just don't see it. I, he does not look like a guy who's like, I'm taking it number one overall. Yeah. You know, like even in the top 10. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that Levis is the one that you want. And honestly, I think it's kind of like grasping at straws at that point, because looking at some of the other names in there, uh, Tanner McKee from Stanford. No, Hendon Hooker hurt and old. No, Dorian Thompson, Robinson project, Jake Hayner, Fresno state. I like Jake. Hay- I like Jake Hayner a lot. Um, I'm sure his parents like him a lot too, but that doesn't mean he's an NFL quarterback. I will say though, like Clayton Toon to me is the guy that's probably going to go like day three and honestly could be a starter in the NFL. Um, that's the guy I, that's the guy I'm kind of looking at. Um, but yeah, they're, they're pretty much anything after those like top three um, and then like Levis and Hendon Hooker and all those guys, like it's a lot of like kind of projects, a lot of older guys too. They're all like 24, 25 years old. So um, nobody really that I'm that high on. No. Uh, Long term. I do think Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA is kind of intriguing. Um, he did get better every single year. He played uh, with Chip Kelly in UCLA last year. But, you know, again, he's not guy, he's not a guy I'm taking until like day three. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Um, I do want to move on real quick and just cover this very briefly, that Jalen Hurts contract. Um, mm-hmm. Five years, $255 million contract extension makes him the highest paid player in Eagles history. Um, has a lot of implications for Lamar, actually. Um, Gato, what you got? I was also going to say, wasn't it like 170 up front? It's like 170 or 179, something like that. But, yeah, I mean, it was definitely. Payday. Yeah. Um, Payday. In full. Pay that man. Yeah. Now, question question for both of you. Does that change anything for Lamar? Like, does he know, like, this is the cap at this point? And do the Ravens know, like, we have to give him at least this now? Because, yes, Hertz went to a Super Bowl, but he also doesn't have an MVP trophy floating around. So, yes and no, because typically these contracts are like they give them out and then the person's like, okay, I'm going to top it, even if it's like by a dollar. I'm starting to question whether or not Lamar should just get an agent because like this is the weirdest situation I've ever seen in which like it's pretty obvious that they should get a deal done, but it just has not gotten done. Um, and that's a really nice contract for somebody like Jalen Hurts, who kind of just had a breakout season this year. Lamar clearly has a bigger, like, more extensive history. Like, yeah, he played in the Super Bowl. Like, the Eagles roster might be the best in the NFL. Right. So, like, I'm not saying that he didn't, like, get them there. He did. But I'm just saying that, like, it's clearly a better situation. If you put Lamar Jackson on Philadelphia, I'm pretty sure the same result's going to happen. So I think my point being is that yeah, he definitely needs to like he definitely like they I I don't I don't know what's going on there, but like it seems like everybody's kind of like out on Lamar. Like the the, the Patriots were kind of thro- like rumored for a minute, the Colts basically saying no. 
Um, something's going to have to get done with Baltimore. And yeah, I, but now it's not fully guaranteed. Then that was apparently the thing that Lamar wanted um, was a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson got. I don't think that's going to happen at this point because I think, I think Deshaun Watson's going to be the one guy in this league who has that. I think they're trying to, I think the owners are trying to stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope something gets done for Lamar soon. Um, but clearly like, the, the the rumor is that he went to the Ra- he went to um, the Ravens uh, front office and said, "Get me OBJ or get me DeAndre Hopkins or get me both DeAndre Hopkins also." And they said yeah. we can only afford one. And he's like, "Okay, go get me OBJ," and they did. So it, it seems like they're kind of on the same page. Um, there was like that Facetime picture of him and OBJ together. So it seems like like. I, I'm guessing that they are trying to get something done, but like, yeah, at this point, like, it's enough already. Just get him, give him the contract. Yeah, from my understanding, the Ravens had offered Jackson a guaranteed 133 million dollars at signing, 175 million if he got injured, and 200 million springing guarantee if he is on the roster the fifth day of the 2026 league year. So, I mean that. Sounds like a pretty good deal. I mean, when in your life are you going to be able to get 133 million as soon as you put your name on the dotted line? And I get there's there's something to be said about like being the highest paid player in the NFL, but this is the only game in town at this point. And the longer you wait around, the less goodwill you're going to have with the team. And I think you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were on the side of Lamar. I think this has played out as long as it's going to go. Now you have another player who is two years or younger than Lamar getting paid. Say like, give me that deal, but like up it by like a million and we're good to go. Dig it. Yeah. Honestly, like, but like, yeah, he's gonna. Ha- I think they're gonna have to like, have an honest conversation and like just call it what it is at this point. Yeah, it's like it's not doing them any favors at this point having this like go on for this long. Yeah, it, it's only gonna make everybody else look bad. Exactly. Um, okay, so that was our that was our NFL rant for that time being. What I want to get into right now is some of the political news that has populated over the last couple of weeks since we've been off the air. And one of them is Clarence Thomas. So for those who have not been following the news, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has been under fire in recent weeks after it was revealed that he has financial ties to a real estate billionaire who has donated millions of dollars to conservative causes. No surprise there. Like that's not shocking at all. Thomas has also been criticized for his wife's role in the January 6th insurrection, which we've covered quite frequently. Love ourselves some Ginny. Gatto has been tortured by Ginny, allegedly. Um, um, the, the biggest issue right now is that Thomas's taxes ha- have only added to the controversy surrounding him, and it's been revealed that Thomas failed to list over $600,000 in income on his taxes and that he has used a tax shelter that is typically used by wealthy individuals to avoid paying taxes. Um, Quite a lot of shit going on there. So, um, guys, what you make of that? Clarence Thomas sucks. 
it just doesn't feel like it like it's even going to register at this point you know like mm-hmm. it, it i i don't know what happened in this country to where that like being a supreme court justice basically just means that you're just infallible to literally any oversight at all but this would be enough for like even your average politician to like have to resign yeah and like for him it's like yeah he's like yeah fuck you what are you going to do about it pretty but- much that's the thing. They don't even resign anymore. We have become so expectant that our political leaders are going to do some corrupt bullshit and take advantage of their lofty positions that we don't even bat an eyelash. We don't even cry out about it anymore. It is honestly, it's ridiculous how little we, we will even defend them in doing their wrongdoings because they're just on our team. There, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. The grand scheme of things, everyone's just trying to win some game that doesn't exist as we plummet the entire nation into more chaos and more problems. We just don't care. That's the problem. And I would add to that too, Gatto. The, the, the tricky part is now is that I think you said it perfectly. Like people don't resign anymore. And they have to be effectively thrown out of office when in reality, like it's only going to get worse for you, dude, the longer you stick around. And I think in this, in this circumstance, that ProPublica article that came out was pretty damning to him. And also Harlan Crow just sounds like a fucking movie villain. <laughs> sounds like a Batman villain. He does. He does. It's just Harlan so Crow. That's actually and- where he got his start and his money. He was the Riddler. By the way, I want to go back. For a second. <laughs> I want to go back to. I want to go back for a second because what Gatto said about like they don't resign anymore. George Santos has announced his 2024 bid. By the way. Oh, thank God! I was afraid. He's doubling that. down, and he's going to get reelected. <laughs> it's going to be uh, great. I was afraid comedy was dead in this country, but apparently we get just get it in government now. But I mean, I vote for him at this point. If you can do all of that and still not get removed from office. But I mean, as a um, as a Supreme Court justice, one would make the argument that you should at least know how to do your fucking taxes. Right. By the way, everyone, it's tax day. If you haven't done them yet, you should probably do them unless you are Clarence Thomas or Q. Um, God, I don't know if you were listening beforehand, but I recommend it to Q instead of being a better person to be a worse person for this 35th year of his life and starting by not doing his taxes, allegedly. Um, I mean, I'm going to pay my taxes if that's what you're asking. Yeah, just don't pay them. Um, yeah. So, how does this, Gatto? I kind of have your perspective on this, but I want to like dig into that a little bit more. Like, do you think this is going to be something that like the Senate Judiciary Committee is going to want to talk about? Does this have legs in the next three weeks, or are we on to the next big fucking crisis? I think here's the problem. One. There's probably a so whatism about what he did because he's not the only one that does it. He's just the one that's being highlighted by investigative journalism about it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make it right, but like I, inevitably, I just don't see how other other you know um, other judges, other justices are not also receiving this treatment. Right. And that's like 
basically we're highlighting a corruption, a problem of the system, but we're not going to hold anyone accountable for it because the whole system will have to get thrown out. <laughs> this is just what they do. It's the equivalent of, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. You get, you know, free yacht stays and vacation getaways um, for, you know, your thoughts and um, the the ability to be persuaded because that's how every position in government works is persuade me by giving me what I want. I'm sure there will be a lot of collective hand wringing over this, right? Like people will be very, very concerned and not sure what's going to happen. Q, I think you need to turn your mic on there, Chief. Um, you know, you know, you know who's also really good friends with Harlan Crow? Ooh, same more. Hakeem, Hakeem Jeffries, the oh. lead Democrat in the House. So, yeah, good luck on getting anything done with this. Well, and that's and that probably speaks more to the fact that you know he's a businessman and he wants to make sure he's getting preferential treatment on both sides of the the fence, right? Or you know, in in both houses of. Uh, of the parties it's just you you can't expect it not to be that way at this point and um i think to that yeah what's your thought there tom <laughs> I, I mean i'm i'm not that far off from any of you in the sense of that this is going to be just again the collective hand wringing the oh this is very concerning um but I don't know if anything actually moves the needle on this. Like, I don't think anybody's actually going to do anything about it. Nope. Um, and, and ultimately, like, this is a guy who, this is not his first brush with controversy. Obviously, with the Anita Hill thing during his, um, during his nomination. But also, he's also been somebody who's had to... Um, recuse himself from certain cases because of conflicts of interest. And also, by the way, his wife was at the Capitol for January fucking 6th, sent um, the chief of staff to Trump a shit ton of messages about how Hillary Clinton's on a barge in Guantanamo Bay and all these people are going to be fucking arrested. These people are lunatics. And he's just like there, like, yeah. I mean, he's taken trips on this dude, Harlan Crow's private jet. He's taken cruises on his yacht. He's been hosted at a private resort in the Adirondacks. He's defending his um, failure to disclose any of these gifts like a moron. Like, oh, I didn't know they were reportable. Like, are you fucking stoned, dude? You are first and foremost a lawyer, the second most a judge. And third, you're the judge in one of the highest courts, and if not the highest court in the land. How did it not come to your stupid fucking brain to be like, I'm getting all of these things for free. Should I ask somebody if I need to say anything about them? I mean, it's like when you think that the waitress has a crush on you because and brings you your drinks when you ask about you ask for them. Yes. You know, it's that it's that. Like, oh, I didn't I didn't really I just thought that they really liked me as a person and they wanted to give me these things because they really like me. Like, he probably, I mean, he's getting shit on every day. Probably the most amazing hate mail I would love to read. Um, and, like, it, 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 he's got this one dude who's, like, got anything he wants. It's like, hey, 
You need some? You want some? I got you, man. Just hang out with me a little bit. Just hang out with me. My my wealth has afforded me this status in life. Let me let me treat you as long as you can indulge me. Right? And you know, I think here's the other thing, the flip side of why he won't why there won't be anything that changes from this too, is that it will be used and weaponized in the next vote, right? The next election cycle. Um, we have to stop these maniacs. It plays into that narrative that is probably one of the most effective things that the Democrats have had in a long time to get people to vote or get people interested in politics or keep them aware or keep them on their side. And, you know, if they can show that all that the Republicans do, and they definitely do this, are put crazy, um, crazy corrupt people in, you know, the Supreme on the Supreme Court and in the highest courts, then, you know, that's an effective marketing campaign there. So, you know, thank you, Clarence Thomas. You're effectively making change by, you know, being a dumbass. In 2018, it was revealed that Clarence Thomas had sold a house to billionaire Republican donor Harlan Crow, now no relation to Harley Quinn, for $500,000 more than it was worth. Thomas has defended the deal saying it was fair market value. Nice. Why would I go to jail for that and he would not? I don't think you would go to jail for that either, would you? I would go to jail for all of these things. No. Well, you just you just should go to jail. That's the difference. I, I, I don't know if you should be the one saying it, considering you've been imprisoned for the last several weeks for your multitude of crimes. Not one of them. Multitude of crimes is earning my paycheck. Okay, goddammit. That's, you that's have managed to visit all of the Supermax prisons. Um, you've been to Guantanamo at least once. Um, so, yeah, keep talking. All right, we're moving on. Um, I want to get into now our favorite guy, Ronnie D. Um, as I don't know about you guys, but I feel like his um, presidential campaign is kind of floundering before it's even gotten off the ground. Are you all feeling that way, too? I think it's because of Trump, honestly. Yeah. Um, obviously, as you all know, he's been kind of like gallivanting around the country promoting this book tour that he's on. Uh, but he's also just constantly gone to war with Disney. And it seems like no matter what he says, it's just it's not coming out well. But I don't really want to talk about that. What did you guys think about the ad that Trump put out with DeSantis eating the pudding? Um, they should have casted a more portly individual to play the three-fingered fiend. Um, but other than that, uh, it was a great. It was great. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's giving a good. It's giving us a good uh, idea of what it's going to look like in 2024, and I'm I'm here for it honestly because uh, it's just it's just so silly. I mean, it, it actually like it's sad because he he doesn't believe in any of it, but like it was the main tenet of it was like he wants to get your fing his fingers in your social security and your Medicare and all that, which is very like 
more left wing. <laughs> um, but it's it's pretty funny that it's like the the pudding reference ends up in in a political tackhead. He his his actual like polling numbers have tanked ever since Trump has kind of made him the target. Trump is back on his bullshit. But but that's also because like people are now seeing his brand is only good for Texas, right? Like that's that's part of it. Well, like, yeah, I mean not I, Texas. I think... His brand is only good for Florida. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, um, I, don't, I don't I don't I think we're I think the midterms kind of showed that by the way. Because like Florida and Texas were the only ones that kind of had a mini red wave within the state. Uh but everywhere else, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, it was just bad, bad night for them. And New York was bad was a good night for them. I got a question. Do you guys think when he ate the pudding with his fingers? That he did like a scoop in, like almost like spooned it in with the fingers, or do you think he like like layered his fingers with the with with the pudding and then like spackled it onto his tongue? I think it was like a like a dunkaroo situation. Where you think like, he just dipped and dunked? Yeah. See, I see i'm gonna disagree with all of you on this one i i think i have a pretty good handle on how this was done um and it's really a, a form of like how like biomechanics work i think what he did was he tilted the the snack pack at like a 45 degree angle just so like you know in the same way that you would put a beer under a beer tap and then he used two fingers because his fingers are rather large and just use the two fingers and did this. Oh, you mean like he pulled it out with his fingers? That's correct. Yeah, but I, yes. I would I would also wonder though is he somebody who eats it in the same way that you would eat like ramen noodles, where he's got like the bowl up to his face and he's like this. So where are we at with this tax thing with Disney? <laughs> <laughs> he does all his business while eating his pudding. But yeah. The other He's thought one of those I had, guys that just takes the Jello and like uncurls it from like the container and then just slurps it down. Does like a little swirl around and kind of gets under it and then he just like pops it like a shot. How, right? how you would eat a Jello shot is the way that Ron DeSantis would eat the Jello at like a hospital. I also thought maybe he did like a drip down method where he dunked his hands in, got like a mass of it, and then just like from above just let it drip into his mouth like like being fed grapes see i I would i would imagine that probably something like once he tells his staff to leave and then he's in his office and he kicks his feet up with his with his cowboy boots on leans the chair back and is like like that right (laughs) you think he just has like a pudding like a a pudding fetish you think he's just a, a i don't know what they call that there's probably a name for it pudding porn Pudding porn, yeah, he's he's definitely having in the pudding porn. Had to take it. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that um, as soon as Ronnie D saw that ad, he was gone into full like meltdown mode. And again, he's not even like announced that he's running for president, but right now. Q, I think you said it the best, like Trump is at like his fighting weight right now. You know, he needed to have like a couple warm up bouts and sparring matches. And some of the jokes didn't really land. But in the same way, like a boxer hits you in the arms in the first like one or two rounds, like Ron DeSanctimonious, Meatball Ron, they weren't really landing. 
but at, over time, your arms get more and more tired. And now the big body blows are coming in, like pudding fingers and the meatball run. Meatball run is starting to land again. And ultimately, I, I don't think Ron, Ronnie D is going to run for president. I think we're going to be trapped with Nikki Haley being eviscerated on live TV, Tim Scott's body his soul leaving his body on the debate stage as we're watching it. I thought that could only happen once. Um, apparently, if you're a Republican who wants to run for president, it can happen as many times as Trump is on the stage with you. Ted Cruz will be the running man this time. I never called him Meepo Ron. All right, guys. I got a, I got a break from this. Um, it's been real. They're telling me, um, you know. Playtime's over. Playtime's over. Yeah, recess is over. Uh, I got to go back into the mess hall and uh, clean up all the um, blood that's underneath the the tables there. They gotta so, him, they're going to put him in the Hannibal Lecter face mask and wheel him back into his fucking room. He's got to go talk to Clarice. No, no, I do that to other Hannibal Lecter. Fly, fly, Clarice. Fly, fly. Yeah, there, you there you go. You heard the cries of the lambs, didn't you hear it, Clarice? <laughs> you can still hear them tonight, can you? I'm not amused. I'm not amused. Bye, Gato. Have fun. Fly, fly, Gato. Fly, fly. <laughs> oh, boy. Q, any more thoughts on uh, Ronnie D or any of the things that you've seen over the last week or so? No, but I'm excited for 2024. I can't wait to see. Like, if he actually, he's going to have to run because I think he's no longer eligible after 2026 to be governor. So I think term limit, I think he gets term limited out. And then two years, 2028 doesn't make sense. So I think he's definitely running 2024 and it's going to be a pretty interesting match. I, I'm telling you, I said before, I think he's going to be Kamala Harris where like he's getting his moment right now. And then once the ball kind of gets rolling, he's just by July of the next year, he's, he's out. Yeah. And he's going to be a, an ardent Trump supporter all over again. Oh yeah, no, he'll he'll endorse Trump for sure. Yeah, he'll be back into the fold. Alrighty, so assholes of the week. Yeah, I'll start. Um, Andrew Lester, an eighty-four-year-old Kansas City man, um, he shot a black teenager who rang his doorbell. That was it. He literally rang his doorbell and shot him twice. Uh, he's in the hospital right now. I I don't know exactly what of his. Uh, of his status, but he was charged, thankfully, with, uh, I believe it was first-degree assault um, with a deadly weapon. Um, it's it's just crazy. And I, I also heard another story of a, a girl who pulled into somebody's driveway and was shot and killed. That was upstate New York. Yeah. So it seems to be kind of going on lately. Like, it really makes it hard to be, like, a gun rights supporter sometimes. And I support the Second Amendment, but it's like it's so hard sometimes when like these people are so fuck. Like the guy rang the doorbell; he didn't fucking try and kick your door down, and like all he he literally opened up the door and started firing on the kid. Yeah, and he's, I'm trying to say it's not racially motivated, but it's insane. Come on. I will also say too, this is something that happened a couple of years ago. I think it happened in Georgia. A very similar situation where there was a a woman whose car had broken down and knocked on the door. It was late at night. Her cell phone wasn't working or something along those lines. And she was shot without warning. And, you know, I, I think the thing that I see 
with this is it's less of, I think the thing that bothers me the most is that we now have like an entire nation of older people who are constantly online or constantly watching the news and they are just fed like the most sinister shit. And they're terrified of anybody who's outside of their house. And their first inclination when somebody knocks on the door that they don't know is to just immediately open fire. And, you know, I think that, I think that even goes beyond like the gun debate um, for me, cause that's kind of a secondary thing. It's like, are we really that scared of our neighbors now or people that we don't know that that's the first thing that we're going to do is like lash out at them? I don't know. It just seems so strange to me. I mean, like I, I look late at night or whatever, someone's knocking on my door. I'm like more skeptical and you should have your wits about you. Um, but like typically like I, I, maybe I don't have any data to back this up, but I'd be pretty damn sure that most home invasion stuff. It's during the day. It's during the day, but it's also people that they know, Mm -hmm. like they know there's something in that house. Like, oh, he just won a big, you know, they know he's a gambler and he just won a big, you know, a big, you know, a big, a big bet. Like people know that there's something in that house that they want. Right. So it's not somebody like, oh, I'm just going to go randomly go knock on a door and then like hope that he has like bundles of cash in there. It's like it doesn't make any sense unless the person's just trying to be violent, which is like how often does that happen? So the fact that you wouldn't even like open the door and go, can I help you like between the glass, like lock the door and like he would have probably I think he was at the wrong house. Yeah, he, he was supposed to like, pick oh, up shit. his sister from like, yeah. a birthday party. He would have been like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I'm a, I must be at the wrong house and would have walked away and it would have been fine. But no, he literally opens the door and just starts firing. He's 84 years old. I get it. He's fucking old. But like, come on, man. Like this, this is it's just insane how often something like this happens. And it's just it's so unnecessary. Now I'm hoping this kid doesn't die. But it's just I, I it really is sometimes hard to, to defend like universal gun rights because like people are just so irresponsible. It's been a pretty violent week altogether. And this is also last weekend was the same time that the NRA had their annual convention too. And there was the shooting in Dadeville, Alabama, which is also really, really weird too, because the police are not releasing any information related to who the shooter is, or even if Mm -hmm. they've apprehended this person. Um, But then there was also what happened in Kansas City. There's what happened in New York. I mean, it's very. The more this happens. And obviously we did not report on anything that happened in Nashville with the Covenant Church or the Covenant School shooting that occurred or any of the other things that had happened. It's been a very violent last couple of weeks when it comes to just active shooter situations and things of that nature. And and the more that people just ignore this and say, like, you can't, you know, legislate people's guns out of their hands and shit like that. Like, well, what is the alternative? We just continue to shoot each other. It seems to be like, honestly, like, and again, you know, we saw the Supreme court struck down the uh, open carry uh, law in New York. Mm-hmm. So, like, they want people open carrying in Manhattan. Like, that sounds great. That's going to work out great, especially yeah. on a subway. Yeah, back into, like, a 70s. Like, they want it to be New York in the 70s again, essentially. 
Like yeah. people just getting murdered at a high clip. Like, I mean, like the num like and, and that's another thing. Like going about New York, like they they're like a lot of MAGA supporters have been trying to indicate that like Alvin Bragg and like the you know the New York attorney generals and all of them are incompetent because look at the high crime in New York. And then they compared a lot of the statistics like to 1990, which is not mm -hmm. that long ago. And like it's not even close. There were 2,000 less murders in New York City last year than there were in like 1990. Yeah. It's it's like it's it is a fraction of the violent crimes. So it's like to pretend like it's some crime ridden city is insane. Well, the other thing is, too, is that they um, they look at that in the sense that. Violent crime is up in New York City in particular, but in reality, like the the things that brought crime down in New York City when Giuliani was mayor yeah. were all illegal. Yeah. Stop and, <laughs> and the things yeah. that Mike Bloomberg was doing, like profiling people yeah. by their race and just like stop and frisking, as you mm -hmm. said, like yep. those were all illegal things that you yeah. are not allowed to do. So let's not say that the alternative was so much better when, you know, this no. pro-rights party, quote unquote, is effectively trying to strip people's rights away to make like this police state. Yep, I agree. So madness. Um, and according to the FBI, the most common time frame when a house invasion is most likely to happen is between 10 a.m. and 3. Yep. Makes sense. Everybody's yeah. at work. You know, so it's like if there is anybody home, there won't be much resistance. Like, right. Makes perfect sense. Yep. So uh, moving on to my asshole of the week is going to be Andy Owen, who is the CEO of Miller Knoll. Oh, I think um, I saw this. So Miller Knoll is like a furniture company, like a really high end furniture company. And um, Andy Owen went on to a Zoom call with all of their employees, effectively saying that they were not going to be provided corporate bonuses this year. Yeah. Keep in mind, um, her bonus was protected. This happens all the time. Not surprising. But the way that she spoke to her employees was it is infuriating, embarrassing. Yeah. Um, where she basically told them that they can't live in pity city and they can't dwell on the fact that they're not getting bonuses and they need to get over it and care about their customers and lead. And to me, this is like the worst kind of like corporate speak where it's do all of these things, but I'm not going to do them. Be kind to one another. And then she just like rants at them for like the last 30 seconds of this video. And it's just like, why would the fuck would you even lead with that? And she she mentioned in the beginning too. She's like, I received some good messages and some not so good messages. And she's like, because clearly some people are like, fuck you. Yeah, but she she mentions COVID and like supply chain issues. So it's like, okay, then why are you getting a bonus of nearly four million dollars? Oh, it's six point four million dollars. Oh, that's bonus. the number. Okay, I saw yeah. four before. Wow. I, again. No, no one, per I, I, you know, call me whatever you want. I don't think any person is generating enough to get that much money. It's no, there's no way. Yeah, it's, like um, frankly, it's, it's a little bothersome because she was saying in this video that like they needed to find the other 26 million. I'm, I imagine that was like their projected revenue was like 
they 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 didn't hit that mark by about twenty six million dollars. Like, well, they probably would have hit it if they probably would have not hit twenty six million. It would have been twenty mm-hmm. if you had just fucking given up your bonus. Um. So yeah, congratulations, Andy. You're my asshole of the week. I'm sure your chairs are s- super comfy, but you know, don't be a dick to your employees because they're the ones that are actually doing all the work here. Exactly. Yeah. A good, a good boss would ultimately relinquish that bonus and like spread it out to the people. But, but I, you know, what's going to happen now. She's going to give her bonus back and give it to the people. Of course she is. But like it's, it's the damage is done. It, you might as well just like dig in at this point. Oh yeah. Not because apologize. Like, Cause no we're one, not apologizing no, anymore. No, no now that you're gonna, 35, we're not apologizing. No anymore. more apologies. No more bullshit. <laughs> no more taxes. No more printer ink. No more apologies. Nothing. Who's your pick of the week? I'm going to go with a Gatto uh, recommended uh, show that I actually just started. Um, I'm not going to tell you very much about it because like the whole point of it is like to watch it. It's a show called Beef on Netflix. Uh, Steven mm. Yoon, Ali Wong, great cast. Uh, basically, it's a road rage a road rage incident between two people and like a bunch of madness ensues. So I again, that's all I'm going to say about it. Give it a watch. It's really good. Okay. Yeah, I started watching that, but I think I came in like way too late. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I was, I don't know what's happening here. I'm really confused and I stopped, but I've heard good things about it. I just need to get back on the ball for it. Um, my pick of the week is going to be the final season of Succession. Um, awesome. It's hilarious. Granted, this is probably, I feel like, like I have no idea what's going on with any of the, like the inner workings of the company anymore, but the family dynamic is just fascinating. And I, I know that Kieran Culkin's character annoys the shit out of people, but I absolutely love him in this show. I think he's fantastic. So if you have um, HBO max or max or whatever, it's going to be called moving forward, Give it a watch. You can go ahead and start it from the beginning. I think that would also be really helpful too. I don't want to. Spo- I'm not going to spoil anything, but like something monumental happens in the season that I don't think anybody thought was going to happen. So it was it was a stroke of genius um, that really kind of took people by surprise. We should have seen it coming, but like the way they did it though was just masterful and um, with a little bit of mystery added into it too. It was just it was brilliant. So yeah. I'm on that episode now, actually. So it's 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 fucking great, man. It yeah, really is. It, I, I'm just, I'm both sad that it's ending the season, um, and also kind of relieved because it was it's just been such a perfect show, and it's literally going to leave me wanting more instead of like going a season or two too long and then me going like, all right, we could probably end this at this point. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. I think that this show is ending at the right time. It was just long enough to be really, really captivating and short enough to for everyone to be upset that it's over, but it will go down as a as a real banger for HBO. Yeah. Um, I, love do- I love doing Kendall Roy impression too. It's like <laughs> I, do- I just find myself going, um, yeah, uh um I well, um yeah, sure. Uh, but what about um yeah. Like just going just like literally just doing Kendall Roy all day. Yeah, it's Oh God, show's so fucking good. Um, anything else, Q? 
No. All right. Well, that's it for us, folks. That's another episode of the Second Mouse Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and chiming in. We want to thank Gatto for using his outdoor time at Alcatraz to talk to us. We really appreciate all of your support, as well as the warden of the military complex at Alcatraz for letting Gatto come very on. Sweet, very sweet, man. Um, if you enjoyed this show, even if you didn't, because you are ungovernable, please leave us a rating in a review on YouTube, onto Twitch, on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, all of the things. Um, and let your friends know that this is a show that they should be listening to. It really helps us out. It boosts our clout. Um, we can raise more capital and really leverage our name to um, eventually get on the Forbes Forbes list. Global, global domination. Truly global domination. You can also follow us on Instagram at Second Mouse Podcast. Subscribe to this YouTube channel as well. And don't forget to listen to our next episode. Not sure when it's going to be, but when it comes out, we'll be sure to let you know. Peace all. Bye, folks. Aww. Okay, let's get me a rhythm. Then he says, and I'm not kidding you, he goes, now clap. Please clap. Just clap for that, you stupid bastard. I need applause to live. Ha, suck it, Jack Sparrow. <laughs>